I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Subtle results, still you. But with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Reframing Chronic Illness a conversation that explores the lesser discussed side of living with a chronic illness or any other long-term health condition. I believe in harnessing the intelligence of chronic illness to help you live your life in a way that feels good and allows you to deeply heal and flourish. I'm Alana Holloway, holistic healing coach to humans who want to live life in a way that honours both their health and their dreams. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, hello. I hope you're well. I'm back for another episode. And today I am going to be talking about, um, I suppose it's a question really, has your health or your healing or your healthcare or the way you look after yourself basically become an accidental democracy? Um, And you will find out more about what I mean by that as I go on. Um, But 
The thing that really, I think, made me think about this and, well, there were a chain of events, really, but I suppose the uh, tip of the iceberg was that in 2020 and, well, towards the end of 2020, one of the best things I did was make the decision to take a step back from Instagram. And that was for my mental health, but also actually mainly it was for clarity's sake. Um, I've been using Instagram as a tool for business for years and it's been invaluable. But in more recent times, I'd started to notice how I was really struggling to hear my own thoughts and I was really struggling to connect with my values about and around what I was doing with within my business and to some extent the reason behind even posting on Instagram had become completely lost or maybe not lost but maybe coloured by other things and I would spend hours a day as most people do actually you know scrolling on Instagram under the guise that I was there on there for work you know so I kind of like put that scrolling down to me working and in that scrolling there would be as many people experience just an overload of information things opinions all that and the kind of action of me posting became kind of a lot about how that post would perform and how it would compare to my peers and what they posted. And that became an overriding kind of driving factor behind what I was doing when what you know, when the posting on Instagram really, I wanted it to be all about the value that I was trying to offer. But because of all this scrolling I was doing, other things took over that and really competed against the value I was trying to offer and really influenced what I would post and what I would say. And I know I'm not alone in that. Um, And it kind of felt like I was drowning under a massive pile of laundry and each item of clothing represented someone else's thoughts or opinions or direction, you know, a direction they were kind of giving or influence. And there I was kind of clambering through it all, trying to find my sock kind of thing. You know, it was my sock representing my my intuition and my inner knowing and I was having to work really really hard to even hear myself think and that that happened you know not only when I was using Instagram but in times in the time that I wasn't using Instagram as well it it really really kind of worked its way into my head and actually if you've watched The Social Dilemma you'll know all about you know, why that happens. But the reason I'm telling you all about this isn't because I'm going to be talking about the relationship between mental health and social media, as important as that is. 
more, I want to draw on the subject of how we tend to democratise or crowdsource everything that we do in our lives. And in particular, you know, for this podcast, um, how we democratise or crowdsource our health and how we care for ourselves. So much so that we lose our way. And in this kind of crowdsourcing of opinions, we experience a real overwhelm of information and growing amounts of comparison around the progress we're making, you know, where we are in our healing journey, um, if we're doing it right, quote unquote, and the results that we're kind of getting. And we also experience a real difficulty in connecting with ourselves because of all of that. And it's an issue that so many of my clients deal with, and I myself have experienced it too. Um, and so I've kind of been wondering, you know, how did we get here? How did we get to this point of feeling like we had to, or falling into the pattern or trap of crowdsourcing our health and our health becoming a democracy rather than something that we govern, you know, that uh, we as individuals govern. And it's, you know, I wonder, is it a behaviour that's always been around and, you know, that we've always kind of practised whether we were, you know, living in our more primitive years or, or now? Or is it something that has come about or you know has been exacerbated by the dawn of the internet and to be honest I kind of had that thought and then I haven't actually really looked into it you know into kind of this behavior and the history of this behavior because I got distracted with how the process unfolded in my life and how I experienced it because it is such a clear memory and it's something it's you know the unfolding of that process is something that I know a lot of you will have experienced too um and so let's go back to the beginning you know it started it all started you know with the feeling or the knowing that something with my health was off and that I felt different to how I usually did and that I was experiencing symptoms I wasn't used to or that were unusual, which all of that, of course, was followed by the trip to the doctors and without kind of going into it too deeply, um, the, consequent, the consequent trips to the doctors and the suggestion of indefinite medication or needing to be on medication for, you know, ever basically and referrals to specialists and, you know, people getting it wrong, people getting it right, etc, etc. And as I say, it's a process I'm sure you can relate to. And so you can probably predict, you know, what, what came next. And it was not really feeling satisfied with that. And so, you know, the turning to the internet and the following of people and subscribing to you know, newsletters or joining forums and groups, etc. And then seeing 
you know, what would be considered as alternative health practitioners and reading books and articles. And I'm not sure podcasts were out when I was first going through this, but listening to podcasts um, and following other people's journeys, really. And also not forgetting repeatedly discussing my health at length with, you know, family and friends and loved ones. And, and obviously that's all out of kind of care, but what that was, you know, it's, it's just a lot, right? And that's a lot of information and opinions and guidance and, um, you know, it, that gets thrown at you really and, and that you seek as well. And, you know, is it a wonder we get so bloody confused? Because that is a lot. And, and what I learned from all of this and from working with my clients is that there's actually a really fine line between research and discovery, which is so key because information is key. But there's a fine line between that and then losing sight of our home base and becoming so wrapped up in in that information and in that opinion and and we lose sight of our center and the true and deep understanding that we have of ourselves that only we can have you know about ourselves and we end up losing track of what we're doing and why we're doing it and um it's weird actually i was as i was kind of putting together my thoughts on on this episode I was procrastinating as you do (laughs) and um I go through stages of being really into things um I you know you might say obsessed but I, (laughs) I don't like to say that let's just say I was you know I get really into things and um you know like programs or albums or artists or famous people and um you know do you get that it's yeah I'm currently really in to Harry Styles and as much as I don't know whether I'm meant to admit that you know I think he seems like a cool dude and I really like his music and I've been listening to his album all day anyway um I listened to an interview where he talked about his songwriting process and how he avoids asking lots of people's opinions about his work as he's writing it because he feels that doing so moves him away from what he actually likes which would obviously change the outcome of the music and I thought oh my god that's exactly it you know when we seek all of this opinion we get further and further away from what it is we know or like and putting it into that kind of creative process and that creative sense is something I really relate to just due to my kind of creative professional background but also I'm a hugely creative person and it's you know when you think when I kind of think about the extension of that idea that you know when we're creating a masterpiece or you know just creating something how the more we seek external opinion during the process the further away from kind of a true representation of ourselves the final piece becomes it just totally hits a nail on the head for me. And, you know, when you think about it, it's always the people or the brands or the things or the actions, you know, that are, it's always those things that are completely true to the creator that seem to resonate 
with people more than things that aren't completely true to the creator or or you know they're the most successful or beautiful or they really change us when we experience them whereas especially especially kind of you know thinking about it from being a self-employed person you know you're always told to kind of speak your true voice because when you do things happen for you you know that's that's quite a a, you know well-told story within the business world and you know relating this back to our health you know stick with me as I may be going a bit deep here but if for a minute we think of our bodies and our lives and our health like you know like it's a mast like our bodies are a masterpiece or our life is a masterpiece or you know our health gets to be a creation that we get the opportunity to build and and add to over a lifetime if we do that by following our hearts and our intuition and we stay true to ourselves does the same kind of rule apply and can we trust that the outcome i say outcome but you know um that our experience will you know will be true and beautiful and successful and change us in a wonderful way you know will doing so mean that we can find beauty amongst the health challenges we experience even you know as a direct result of them is it all about being true to ourselves and and being deeply connected to our intuition and our inner wisdom I think it is but you know kind of back to the point of crowdsourcing and this democracy this idea of our health being a a democracy you know why don't we live in a way in that kind of true sense you know why do we seek so much information and confirmation and permission and validation externally why do the things we do for our health and our bodies and our lives reflect much more on the people we surround ourselves with you know whether um in real life or virtually rather kind of more than they reflect on us and our values and our experiences and I just want to quickly say that, you know, there definitely is a difference between what I'm talking about, as in the need for for permission and validation. There's a difference between that and inspiration and information and research. They're, you know, they're not the same things in in this context. And so, you know, I have thought about this a lot. And kind of the conclusion that I've come to is one of there being certain rules that are kind of unspoken or spoken actually you know when it comes to our health and the way we look after ourselves you know it's the status quo and it's following following kind of example and of course you know societal conditioning and this conditioning or status quo says that we should always always seek professional professional advice when it comes to do with anything to do with our health that whatever 
information we pay attention to has to be backed by, you know, randomised controlled trials and scientific studies. And, you know, they're both valid, but they're not a deal breaker. And that we absolutely should not follow our instinct, even, you know, we're the fear is put into us that it's dangerous to do so. And of course, I'm not regard disregarding the importance of the medical profession. I am just painting a picture of how we got to where we are. Because that influence that we must seek the opinion of someone else, you know, a medical professional in this kind of first instance, paired with they're not always getting the answers we think are right, paired with then feeling we need to look elsewhere, you know, as I talked about kind of in my journey, and then paired with the internet at large, has created one big kind of perpetuating cycle of deep distrust in ourselves. Because the more we seek this validation and permission and confirmation, it's as if the more items we're adding to this laundry pile, you know, back to that analogy that I was talking about earlier. And the more we do that, the further we get from being, from actually being able to connect to our intuition. And then therefore, the more we seek, all that is external. Because how can we trust in something we can't, you know, we can't even see or feel or relate to anymore? Because it is so buried. How do we even know that it's there anymore? And I swear I end up making everything a cycle or a trap, but this is another cycle or a trap that we fall into, this kind of cycle of distrust. And I also know I go on about society and the status quo and conditioning a lot, And the reason I do so is because I believe it's important that we acknowledge the role it plays in our lives, not because I hold it to blame for everything that happens to us. You know, I'm not kind of a person that will stub my toe and say, it's society's fault that I did that. You know, I just, but it's important that we kind of acknowledge where we are and accept that because that helps us in moving forward. And, you know, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, it's very much about how we view the situation we find ourselves in. You know, do we view chronic illness and and long-term health conditions as something that we can't do anything about, as traps, as, you know, prisons? Or do we view them as opportunities and invitations to explore a different way of life? And therefore, do we, you know, view this this kind of democracy of our health or this crowdsourcing of our as a, of our health as you know a prison or an opportunity and I do feel we need to view it as an opportunity because from my personal experience but also working with my clients I know it it's not it doesn't get us anywhere it it creates more problems than solutions and this conditioning, you know, in this instance, this conditioning that has us all relying so heavily on everything that is external, you know, seeking that kind of external validation and and permission and guidance, etc. It's, if we can see that as an opportunity, and 
accept it, right, for what it is right now, and then use it as a diving board into, okay, this isn't helping me, but what can I do about it? I, I know the facts here, I know what's going on, and, you know, how can I do something about this? How can I do things differently to change my circumstances from a place of openness and willingness, not not from a place of, again, trying to resist the situation you know how can you get curious how can you use where you find yourself now as an invitation to explore a new way and a way that suits you better and kind of to bring it back to to the beginning for me with my business um and instagram and returning to my values and my why that change that I needed to make was it was all about clearing the decks so that my inner voice and inner knowing had half a chance of being heard and relating that to health and healing and living with a chronic illness or a long-term health condition a lot of it is about confidence and courage and taking that leap that if you quieten the noise and if you clear the decks you will be able to connect to your inner wisdom and your inner knowing and your intuition and your gut feeling you it is there it still exists it's just covered by all that laundry and it's having that faith that and that trust in yourself because the thing is you know most of the time and it would be all of the time if we, if there wasn't all this external noise. We ex- instinctively know what is right for us and our bodies. But when we're told that we don't, when we're told that even if we do know, we shouldn't trust it, when we have to wade through an ocean of noise, connecting to that instinct and that intuition becomes really, really hard. And we doubt ourselves, meaning we you know, continue to stay in this cycle of seeking permission before we act on our instinct. And and seeking that permission can change whether we act on our instinct or not. And at some point, when we reach a point of complete overwhelm or, you know, a kind of living in this scattergun kind of approach to healing or you know, being what I call a self-care magpie, just not really knowing which direction we're moving in. At some point, we have to unlearn all of that information and opinion that we've taken on over the years, you know, remove the items of laundry from the pile to get clarity on what the hell we're doing. And it's why now I make a conscious effort to not share too much of what I do to support my body and my healing. As in, you know, the actions or the things I eat or the way I move or accept, you know, whatever. Because I don't want my relationship with you to be about that. I don't want you to be coming to me to see what new thing I'm into and then applying that exact same thing to your life. 
I want you to be coming to me for support in discovering what you are into and exploring what works for your body based on your current circumstances. You know, I'm more interested in helping you to feel empowered and helping you to accept, trust and love yourself enough to do what you need and what suits and serves you best. I'm more interested in helping you reconnect with your inner wisdom and giving you the tools and the resources to be able to figure this stuff out wherever you are in your healing journey. And, you know, no matter how long, how far along it you are or how many times you've been back to this point, the tools will always help you. And, you know, that is what lights me up. And how wicked is it that we get to do that in this life? As always, it has been great to hang out with you today. Until next time. I just want to take a minute to tell you all about my new programme, Nurture. It is all about helping you connect your whole self with a way of healing that suits and serves you best. And helping you to cultivate a trusting, compassionate and healing relationship with yourself. It starts on Tuesday the 13th of April and doors for registration are currently open and will close at 6pm on the 12th of April. I'd love to have you. You can find out more on my website alanaholloway.com forward slash nurture. Thank you for listening to this episode of Reframing Chronic Illness with me, Alana Holloway. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate, review and share it with anyone you think would enjoy it too. Rates and reviews mean that it's much easier for others to find this podcast, which all helps in getting this message out there. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can subscribe to my newsletter via my website, alanaholloway.com. In my newsletter, I talk all about how you can harness the intelligence of your chronic illness or long-term health condition in order to deeply heal and flourish. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, Are You More Michelle, Gaga or Mindy?, and what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. 
Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.